When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, episode 441, featuring the new voice of the main Celtics, Brendan Glasheen, is powered by BetOnline.ag and INSA. Go to BetOnline.ag today, use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus, and go to INSA.com, that's I-N-S-A.com, mention we sent you, Get a t-shirt for a penny. Well, hello again, everybody. This is another new edition of Celtics Beat. And uh, for better or worse, probably for better, it's the final one of the 2021 calendar year. Everyone is eager to put the 2021 Celtics behind them, and that goes back to last season as well. And, uh, you know, we can look ahead to 2022. Maybe things are better in the new year, I hope, because what we know right now is fresh off two straight losses, three out of four. As we sit here on this Wednesday, the Celtics, they remain mediocre and bound for the play-in tournament, if they're so lucky as to get that far. But I will stand by what I have said before, which is... If the Seas are so fortunate to sit basically 500 at New Year's Day, things are okay. They're going to be okay because, honestly, I probably wouldn't have been surprised if you told me they were six or seven games under by that point. I'm Adam Kaufman, Evan Valenti here as always. And for the first time on this show, he has wanted, he has clamored for two years. He has texted me. He has said, when can I be on Celtic speed? When do I get my opportunity to riff on the Seas to just – to?" to Pound hot takes as a result to the Boston relates to the Boston Celtics. When can I be on this podcast, Adam Kaufman? And I said, you know what, Brendan Glasheen, you can be on the podcast as soon as you have something connected to the Celtics that we all need to hear. So you know what he did? He went out and became the voice of the main Celtics. And I couldn't keep him away anymore. He is now the G League voice of the main Celtics. In addition to that, does a, a great number of things. Let's see. Let's let's run down the resume real quick. Voice the Connecticut Sun, of course, WNBA, big deal. Uh, he does some Action Network stuff. Of course, DraftKings, he and I do some stuff together. 98.5, the sports, the sports hubby, you know, gives you out the, the, the takes, the host, the headlines, all that good stuff. NLL game of the week for ESPN. Uh, Albany Firewolves calls games for them uh, as part of the NLL as well. He uh, he likes to play dress up. You can see it on social media. He likes to TikTok and he cozies up with a, uh, a Fast and the Furious blankie every single night. He is Brendan Glashine. Glash, how are you, man? The primary reason why I took the main Celtics job was for this podcast. That is, that is that's <laughs> the first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's get me I'm on about. Celtics beat now. I have some clout. <laughs> it is great to have you here. How's the gig going? Because the, I mean, this was only announced in the last what? two, three weeks at this point? Yeah, their former voice left uh, mid-season. He took another job, and I had had some discussions with them in the past about possibilities if something ever opened up, and it opened up. And um, we've had two games. Their latest two have been postponed due to the pandemic, so we're not playing New Year's Eve, and we're not playing on Sunday the 2nd, so we're back January 9th. So... It's been good though. They played the same team two days in a row, the Nets affiliate, the Long Island Nets. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was pretty cool to watch Broderick Thomas, Sam Hauser, two, two way guys on the first night. Then they got called up 
Um, and yeah, it's been kind of a roller coaster. All of these G League names are now bouncing in and out of the NBA. These well, that's the thing. Years. Like you say that, that you guys are paused for the pandemic. That's kind of true. But really yeah. the bigger thing is you guys are paused because the whole roster along with everybody else in the G League has been called up to the NBA on all these 10 day hardship deals. You guys don't have anyone to go out and play. You're going to need to sign the three of us. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, Cornette went to the Cavs. Theo Pinson went to the Mavericks. You got two-way guys going up and down. The Celtics have had two-way guys on the other side, and their recent games give them trouble. So um, yeah. it's been kind of cool for these G League players to get an opportunity, but it's not like it's not in the best fashion considering that this COVID won't go away. So. I know this is not a uh, – it's not something we'll spend a, a long time on because there are more pressing things as it relates to the Boston Celtics that people mm. obviously want to talk about. But for the main Celtics, once you guys do get back at it, and uh, these games for people that have not been paying attention, the, the ones that you've been doing anyway, they've been on NBC Sports Boston, so available for people to watch. Certainly people should do so. Get a look at, at what the future, at least in part, may look like. It's, it doesn't work the same way as, say, like AAA hockey where, you know, you really are looking at – prospects that go up and like this is the future of your organization the g league as we all know it's not built that way but you do see some you know good young talents out of college that that eventually find their way into role player opportunities on on nba rosters as we're seeing right now just talk to us because we don't spend any time on this show talking about the main celtics until right now with you on it so what should the people know what should the people to be excited about you know for for this team, for this roster, for, you know, as it just, again, relates to all things Celtics fandom. From a big picture standpoint, one of the first things Ime Udoka said when he took the head coaching job with the Celtics was he he does find some importance in the, the G League development, and that holds true with, if you look at San Antonio and their roster, the Spurs, there are some G League talents that did shine at that level and then took the next steps moving up. So there definitely is more being invested into the NBA G League. That's a, a great first step. And then just from the actual basketball sense, what, another quote from Ime Udoka when he was introduced as head coach of the Boston Celtics, if you want to get those assists up, well, mm. Jarrell Christian, who was the first-year head coach of the main Celtics, he used to be with the Wizards G League affiliate, the Capital City Go-Go. Something he's implemented here with the main Celtics is they want – just they want to not only push the pace, but wants those assists to be up. And going into the Las Vegas showcase, which took place last week, the main Celtics led the G League in assists. They led the league in offensive rating, led the league in scoring. So they were doing a lot of great things as it pertains to moving the basketball. They play a very fast brand of basketball. They had the best, second best record in the G League going into the showcase at 9-1. and one. They split their series with Long Island. So it's an unselfish brand of basketball. And I really don't – I say that with a smirk because that's what we're hoping for out of the parent club. It actually is a really fun brand of basketball they're playing. They're playing the, the small confines of the Expo in Portland, Maine. But uh, it's a fun brand of basketball. They push the ball. They're unselfish. Um, their bigs can pass. Cornette has uh, demonstrated that. Jawan Morgan, who is a player who played in the bubble as a playoff player in the Utah-Denver series a couple of years ago. So they've got some guys here that are on the cusp of being full-time pros, but they, considering that league, you'd think, oh, well, you're going to just give the ball to the two best players, arguably the two-way guys, and they're going to get theirs, and they're going to get called up, and then everyone else just tries to become the next them. They actually play a very good brand of basketball, team-oriented. But be honest, you're devastated you missed out on Taco Fall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, missed out on Taco. I will say this too. There are rumors of Isaiah Thomas making a G League or an NBA return and perhaps maybe signing a G League contract. I know the news is broke. He's signed with the Mavericks. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that'd be cool if Isaiah Thomas started his NBA comeback with the main Celtics. But I don't think that's happen. happening. It's just a it 10 day left. The, the dream doesn't have to be dead yet, right? Possibly. I mean, he picked another team again over. <laughs> the Celtics not to say he didn't pick it over the Celtics we don't know if the Celtics had yeah, he might not have had the offer right so we'll see maybe who knows there have been hold crazier out hope, things. Evan. hold out hope there's been crazier things I'm hopeful I'm just glad that IT's hanging around you know I'm just it's uh you know it's it's always interesting listening to him talk about Boston the love between him and the city um it's it's something that it's hard to even kind of describe as C's fans if you're not a C's fan you weren't there to watch 
and witness the guy battle it. Like every, every fan base wants a guy that battles, right? And everybody yeah. sort of glorifies some sort of guy. I mean, look at the, the, the Red Sox where the, the, you know, the more pine tar you had your helmet a la Trot Nixon, the cooler yeah. you were, you know, within, within the fan base, right? So, you know, everybody has that kind of guy. Isaiah's always been that guy for Boston. And look, if he ends up in Maine, uh, holy cow, it'll be fun. I don't think he'll end up with it, you know, but I should be frankly honest with you. I think he, uh, he might get offended by that if he's with yeah. Maine and not the the Boston club. He'll look at the Boston club and say, hey, "Don't you guys? You guys kind of need my help. I don't think I need to give the Maine team help. They, right. they need my help." Big right. club. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with Schroeder. You know, at some point, there's always obviously the sexy name on the trade market for the Celtics is Schroeder, and Pritchard's been playing a lot better lately. But you know, considering co- how co- COVID has like just gone through the entire league like this, you might yeah. need another point guard, and Isaiah would be a guy that. Again, it would, at the very minimum would sell tickets, right? Like that's at the very minimum, either place, Maine, Boston, doesn't matter. The Garden or, uh, you know, Maine would go absolutely bananas to have Isaiah Thomas back in the building. I mean, I might even make the trek to Maine if I had to, to watch <laughs> Isaiah Thomas play for the Maine Celtics. I got access to four tickets a night, so. Ah, uh, there you go. More, more than welcome. Suck. Celtics beat on location. <laughs> Honestly, we should do like a pregame show. If Isaiah were – yeah. Play for the main Celtics. We should do like a pregame show, Adam. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'd be the only one. the parking lot and the tailgate scene that I'm sure would be oh. unbelievable. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have Boston stations driving there. You wouldn't have the garden report there. No, CLNS would be there for sure. You know, yeah. you know, that actually could, you're onto something there, cough. You don't think that news outlets from around here would go and watch hundred percent. They would, They would, 100%. right? Okay. I, I mean, I unless, unless there was like, it was a Sunday and there was a Patriots game or something, but right. if it, if it was open on the schedule, if it was, you know, it's a, well, the Bruins were still postponed for the third week in a row yeah. and you know, there's nothing going on with the Red Sox and it's an off day for the Patriots. And it, like, if, if it just lined up on this random Thursday night, hundred percent, two hour, easy drive to Portland. Absolutely. All right, over, you know, do some beer, some beer runs. It'd be a fun time. It can make a full day out of it. I would do it. I would do it. Look, cough. If it happens, I'm there. (laughs) I'll be there. I will uh, strongly consider it. I will give you that much. Easy for me to say now. I'll have have glasses. He's on his way to Sacramento. He's playing for Dallas tonight. So we'll see. We all can dream. Yeah, we can dream. Uh, quick break. Just to tell you, today's show is powered by betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before, of course, as football continues this March on through the college bowls, which are almost over, college bowl season. And then, of course, the football playoffs in the NFL and the Super Bowl, which at this point in time is what, about a month and a half away? Bet online, bet online remains your top spot, number one for all your sports action throughout this season. You can head to the website, use the mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Use our promo code. It is unique to us, CLNS50, to receive that bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, golf, you name it, right to your Vegas uh, favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you throughout 2021 and into 2022. As again, that is right around the corner, only days away. Thank goodness. Bet online, your fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new amazing offers that are available to you. Ev, uh, before we move on, any quick thoughts on uh, where the people should be betting in the NFL this weekend? Well, I'll tell you, it's been uh, tough sledding out there for, I think, a lot of people because of all the COVID absentees and how these rosters are changing up and down. Um, a lot of big numbers this week, guys. Just be careful out there, okay? Just be careful. Um, big numbers to me are sort of scary. I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, unless something drastically changes the Colts are minus six against the Raiders, and I'm not I'm, as of right now. I think it's Sam Ellinger at quarterback, unless Philip Rivers comes in to save the day. Love it. I, I'm just not quite. I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor is unbelievably good, uh, but Raiders plus six against a, a Carson Wentz less Colts team. I don't know. It, it seems pretty good to me. Uh, I like the Eagles minus three against Washington. Um, I'm interested in this Kansas City Bengals matchup. You know, KC's minus five and a half. Uh, it looks like Kelsey's coming back, so I would take the Chiefs there. But I'm just curious about the matchup anyway. If you like the Bengals, take the money line plus 190. Don't take the five and a half. 
If Kansas City wins, I'm guessing it's probably a blowout. So just the, the value is on the money line for sure. For the Bengals, Pats minus 15 and a half this weekend against the Jags. I mean, the Jags are a disaster. I mean, an absolute tire fire. So if you're looking for a big spread to take, that's the one for me to take. Um, but, you know, there's some interesting matchups this weekend. You have the, I think, a, a great matchup in the AFC North as well, Brown Steelers, Steelers plus three at home. It looks like Monday night. Take the Steelers there. You can either take the plus three or the plus 145 uh, straight money line. I like the money line there at the plus 145, getting a little bit better value there. Uh, I think the, the Steelers could just flat out win that game against the, Bron- the Browns. The Browns obviously banged up. You know, Baker hasn't been the same guy. Um, just a couple of things I'm looking at. But, again, some of those big lines, stay away, guys. It's uh, the backdoor cover is just staring you right in the face. Just don't do it. My advice. You guys can follow Glash at Brendan Glasheen on Twitter. He likes to take part in gambling Twitter. That's a hashtag, by the way. You can uh, use that. How are you feeling about 15 and a half for the Patriots after what we've seen the last couple of weeks? I like it. I, I think a lot about this line to me is we got we to question Jacksonville and if they're tanking these last couple of games for a better draft pick. Right? If they, get the, if they get the number one pick, you can – I don't think they're taking a quarterback, but they could package it and get, we've seen it in the past. But if you get one, as opposed to three, mm-hmm. that's a big difference as far as what yeah. you can get for a package and build your roster, get this, get Trevor Lawrence an offensive line, get him a top tier wide receiver, get him help on defense, whatever it may be for that next head coach, for the GM who made a horrible mistake hiring Urban Meyer, you might look at it and go, Hey, let's just take these next two, stay competitive like they did against the Jets. And then, Kind of, you know, let's go off the rails a bit down the stretch. I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, in, against a better team than the Jets and the Patriots, the Patriots might steamroll them, and the Jets can just fold. It's a get, it's a get right game for New England for sure. So <laughs> it you better know. be. I, I mean, I, I feel like that's baked into the line. Yeah. Patriots, Jags, and whoever Houston's playing, San Francisco. The, the problem with the Houston San Fran game now is we don't know if Garoppolo's playing. Yeah, it might be the Trey Lance, uh, I don't know, show for a minute. I would love to see it. I mean, I, I just want to see it because they spent all that capital on getting them. So, you know, I that, you know it's bad enough we got to spend so much of this year wondering if the Celtics, who, you know, should have been shoe-ins, at least based on the way we were talking about this team in the offseason after all their moves and new coach and blah, 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 making the playoffs. I don't really feel like having a, oh, my God, are the Patriots, you know, after seven straight wins and being the top seed in the AFC, are they not going to make the postseason now because of obviously these last two games against the Florida teams and Miami yeah. so hot and it. I don't want it. I don't want to have the conversation, guys. So let's go back to basketball, all right? these this This Celtics team – like I said, 16 and 18, as we sit here right now, they do have a game tonight against the Clippers. Both teams are undermanned. You know, the Clips are, you know, it's, it's not undermanned like playing Minnesota without four starters for the, you know, for the Timberwolves. But you do have a Clippers team that obviously doesn't have Kawhi, is missing Paul George, sets up really well tonight for a, you know, no a Brandon Boston senior. This, oh, yeah, that's this, the key. No Brandon yeah, this, Boston, buddy. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, no, no Brandon Boston in Boston. What this is, this is the Marcus Morris senior revenge game. Mark my words, that guy's dropping 25 plus points tonight as their you number could, one option. You could already argue he got his revenge. He made the game winner in LA when they were on that West Coast trip. A He's few doing weeks it ago. again. <laughs> Nonstop <laughs> Marcus Morris senior. But, you know, as shorthanded yeah. as the clip are the Celtics you know while there's still no Jason Tatum there is Jalen Brown who was not so great in Minnesota as we know he got his points didn't shoot well didn't play well uh you won't have Dennis Schroeder you won't have uh Ennis Freedom your Marcus Smart's a game time decision doesn't we're not gonna break down all things looking ahead to this game because by the time a lot of people listen obviously the game will have already been played but you know just where this team is right now with the new year on the horizon they have two more games you know uh, both at home against the Clips and then the Suns, that game coming up on Friday, New Year's Eve, and then they've reached the new year. It's it's conceivable, uh, you know, mathematically that they get to 500 before the new year. It's unlikely because, again, the Suns are one of the top teams in the NBA. And we talked about it off air. I think we've mentioned it maybe in, in part on this show, or if we hadn't, I'll do it right now. Everybody's talking about it. It's this team's inability to close, guys, which is in and of itself, the most frustrating thing. A perfect example was that Minnesota game the other night where they were up. I don't even remember how much they were up, but they were up by a ton in the second half. And I got on the, you know, a FaceTime with a, a couple buddies of mine I hadn't caught up with in a while. And oh, I mean, look at, look at the Celtics right now. And I, I, I just, I thought to myself, I didn't even say it out loud. I thought to myself, 
yeah, they're good. Like, yeah, I know this team. I, I know, I know, but like not even, not with this depleted Timberwolves roster. They're, they're good. They're fine. Instantly seven, nothing run instant. You know, it was it, or, or was it, I don't even actually, I take it back. It wasn't Minnesota. It was the, uh, it was the Milwaukee game right before that, you know, with Giannis when he went crazy there in the fourth quarter, either way, you know, we've all had these moments during this season where we're just stricken by the fact that this team cannot close Chris Forsberg, NBC sports, Boston, good friend of the show, put out some stats. I don't think this will surprise anybody, but it is still jarring to hear. So I will read them to you. Boston is six and 13 in clutch games, which is when the score is within five points in the final five minutes. That's just this season, six and 13. And then over the last two years, 23 and 39, wow. that is a win percentage of like 350, 360, something like that. It is just, I, I don't know what it is, guys. I don't know what it is that this team is specifically missing within an ability to close a game, to finish a game, to to just be confident at the end of games. It just feels like, and Glash, I'm sure in, in your talk radio uh, stuff that you're doing at the Sports Hub, getting plenty of shifts around the holidays here, it's something you guys have probably been talking about as well. There are just there are so many concerns, so many complaints about this team and around this team, and what do you do about the future? Nobody has a clear-cut answer, though. Nobody has a, you have to do this. It's not like it's well trade Tatum, well trade Brown, well trade Smart, well trade Truder, well trade, you know, well fiery May. Like it, there's no answer that makes absolute sense and provides you clarity for the path that they go on for the future. We don't know. It is a giant guessing game and it puts Brad Stevens in a very unenviable situation. Yeah, it sure does. Look, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what changes at the end is they, they don't have an offense. Like they just, they take turns. Tatum and Brown take turns. Your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. They go away. I look at the last two games, Timberwolves game and the Bucks game. Look at their assists at halftime in that Bucks game. 16 of their 21 made field goals in the first half were assisted. Like the ball was humming around the perimeter, inside, mm-hmm. outside. No one worrying about who had the ball in their hands. And then the Timberwolves game, of course, the first time they're without Tatum, Jalen Brown turned the ball over six times. And I'm not sure how much of the game you watched, but his turnovers were bad. Like, like there's never a good turnover, but sure. they were like, they were bad. Like misunderstanding a cutter, like just, just a simple like V cut by Pritchard at the top of the key, just to get open to separate from his defender throws it out of bounds. And there were a few of those where I'm like, Jalen Brown looks lost. Like he's never passed before. They just systematically, I know you've talked about Udoka before. You wonder, like, never mind the talent and can the two stars coexist? Is smart a problem? But do they have an actual system in place where if someone goes out, which now everyone in the league is dealing with, can you just plug the next guy in or give superstar B superstar A responsibilities and keep the ship rolling and it looks like they can for the first half and then bam, third quarter, big run by Minnesota. They're back in the or fourth quarter, excuse me, big run in the fourth quarter. It's a game and they just go away from what worked. Their last big shot in the Minnesota game was the Horford three to make it 88, 84. And you felt, okay, like they've got something here, but um, they, they, they go away from whatever they've been doing offensively. More so in the last week. I look at the Philadelphia game, up seven, three minutes to go, Dunzo. They hold off Cleveland, which that's a pretty good win. Cleveland's had a good year. And then these last two assists are, their assists are up as he may preached in the preseason. Let's get those assists up. And then they go away from it in the second half and more so in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's frustrating. And it's like the, some of them you can understand, like you look at the Philly game and like Embiid was just ridiculous. And they yeah. don't have anybody that can really, t- you know, I mean, Cantor did a, a decent job, as best as he could do. Uh, nothing you can do about the last shot he made, like the 18-foot fadeaway from the baseline. It's just like, all right, well, if he's going to make that shot, you're going to have to live with that. You know what I mean? That's not that's that's just tough. That's really tough. The Minnesota game is a disaster. I mean, losing to Giannis. And it, what, what's so upsetting about the Milwaukee game is, again, they played beautifully in the first half. They came out in the first quarter, punched Milwaukee in the mouth when they were undermanned. Uh, you know, held that lead into the first half. You're sitting there thinking, wow, this is just gorgeous. They're playing with tempo. They're playing with pace, effort. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of cohesion here. 
And then you have to expect, like, yeah, Giannis is going to punch you back, okay? He's the MVP of the league. He is one of the three best players in the world. Like, yeah, he's probably going to have something to come back at. And as uh, one of my favorite players in the league said a few weeks ago, yeah, he's 7'2", 280 pounds. Like, he's just going to score. There's nothing he can really do about it. You know what I mean? So he's – that, again, disappointing for sure, no question. Had it there, no question. But Milwaukee, you know, good team. It's like the losing to the Bulls earlier in the year, and they're up big on the Bulls. Well, guess what? The Bulls are really good, and they made a really nice run, and, and Boston let it slip away and at the end. That's bad. The, the Minnesota game is in its own stratosphere, I think, personally. <laughs> now, I know Boston's missing guys. I know Minnesota's missing guys. But Greg Monroe said it best, like, Zach Norrell had a great game, and I don't even know who that guy is. Like, I have never met him. I've never heard it. Like, how do you lose to that team? Greg Monroe, 11, 9, and 6. I mean, the guy still got the footwork. But, like, yeah. that that is inexcusable. Inexcusable. The, the, the 6 is the most impressive, isn't it? He had 6 assists in his first Where's game. Where's that been? He hasn't had 6 assists since he was killing Syracuse in the middle of their of Georgetown's offense. There it is. Yeah. We are all Syracuse guys, but I just – Put, figured I'd put that out to the to the oh, people. people, no, people are going to turn this out. podcast off now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We've you know we've we've been going long enough. People can just tune out at this point. That's okay if if that's what they feel compelled to do. Hopefully not. But it's just, uh, it isn't a different <laughs> like that. The Minnesota game is separate than from the rest of the games. Yeah. And again, I know everybody's dealing with COVID stuff and in protocols, and they got guys coming up from everywhere trying to fill spots. Yeah, totally understand that. But like. No, that was that was an embarrassing loss of another level. What roster was that? And that's and like I think over the course of last season and this season, we're trying to find rock bottom. And every couple of weeks, the Celtics find a new way to define the words rock and bottom. And it's this Minnesota loss is just it's just out of all the things that could have happened to 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 literally. I'm trying to find a better way to. Let the game get away from you. I'm trying to, to, mm-hmm. to not to make it PG here. To let the game get away <laughs> from you, second half against that team is inexcusable. And everybody – and there was some stuff after the game too. Like Jalen talked about – No comment. You know, no yeah. comment to what – mm-hmm. like, okay, so what's going on here? Like this – this well, that's why, I don't, that's why I don't get your outlier comment because we have heard stuff like that this year. Like, a, like someone – one person says one thing and then another gets – told what that person said and the response is no comment or and that's that's fair it. i'm just met on the like in terms of of all the losses yeah, the, the loss like, itself is no but yeah the, the post-game comments and that sort of thing that's consistent it's consistent going back to you know when brad was the head coach we'll get back to this in just a second i'm going to call an audible guys i'm going to talk about cannabis for just a second specifically massachusetts premier cannabis dispensaries and that is insa i-n-s-a they are the premier cause for the founders pat and pete our buddies there re-engineered the cannabis model from what they sell to how they sell it while never forgetting of course cannabis is for everyone insa dispensaries are inviting they're modern you can see evan's t-shirt right there you can go on in learn a little bit more uh about anything any questions you have related obviously to uh cannabis dispensaries the staff their authorities on the science they answer every question that is available to you of course and uh whether you want to get into the differences between the flowers and the concentrates to offerings for insomnia anxiety recreation just hanging out with buddies whatever it is you feel like insa has a world-class head chef too only hires the most respected growers who perfected their craft when it wasn't necessarily uh, legit, you might say. One last thing, the Insta founders, they're not VCs from Silicon Valley, let's say. They're lifelong pals from Springfield, Pat and Pete. So another local team for us to root for as well. It's Insa, I-N-S-A. They're in Salem, East Hampton, Boston Delivery, two Springfield locations, including just off I-91 beside the MGM Casino. Mentioned we said to stop by, get a sweet T-shirt for a penny, the one that Evan is flashing. Uh, this one right here is a sweet Insa shirt. You can check pretty that dope, out. Pretty but, there, pretty yeah, dope, they, though. Get this for a penny, man. 877-500-INSA or go to uh, insa.com. That's I-N-S-A.com. You know what? We should all try it right now. Glash, it'll just, it'll calm everybody down from what's going on with the Celtics team. Yeah. All strain all of us. Yeah. So you, you know, you, you brought up the possibility of going to 500 uh, this week. Well, I mean, I mean, had they won in Minnesota, that would have been a real possibility. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, well, now I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously. And you and but, we're aware, too, that Aiton is on the COVID list as well. So who knows if he plays Friday? I yeah, it's a look. It would it be unlike the Celtics of recent years to go out and and beat Phoenix when they've played like crap a, a vast majority of the season or inconsistently. You know, it really mm-hmm. obviously speaks to inconsistencies. Go out and t- it's it's like a few years back when you know the Isaiah Thomas Celtics and Jay Crowder led Celtics would take down like Golden State at Oracle. Like these things are not impossible. Back to back, like they would be second right. team back to back. That's a great. They do that's that. a great. That's great. You brought that up. Because let me ask you this. You guys do this show, of course, all the time. What's the moment of the year for this team? Oh, geez. <laughs> like, like calendar year. Like, go back to the beginning of the. I don't even want to well, look. I don't, I don't even want to think about last year. You, you can like see that's the thing. Season. You should be Tatum able to just Tatum think 60? of something. Tatum 60 against San Antonio. I mean, if, yeah, if, if you're thinking about. It, right? That run yeah, with Tatum had under man spurts. He had 40 plus in like. Five, six, uh, uh, four out of six games. Like he had, he had a run. He had fifty years in that part of last year that was like, yeah. I mean, oh, if you're thinking okay. about it, obviously, like, like Lash said, if you're thinking about a singular moment, I, I think you know that works. I guess I'm thinking about one. I'm, I'm thinking about this season, but also I'm thinking about a, you know, their best win, which is yes, you know, and that's you know, hard the, to do. I mean, probably the, the there was the overtime game against Milwaukee, obviously. Um. People, and this came before, people were really excited about the overtime game in Charlotte. That was a big one at the time. We were only a handful of games in at that point. I was kind of being sarcastic when I asked this question. My point is, is that not, none stand out. Like, there's no, like... Everybody was, like, drooling over themselves after the Portland win. You know, even though, like, Dayton, Lillard didn't even play in that game. Maybe the loss at Utah were like, oh, you know, look, you know that's what we're getting at. It's, it's yeah, like, you don't even that's know. What right. it, that's what it's they hit so out many trees, we right. couldn't keep up. Right. They've 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 gone four and eight since that trip started in Utah. But the, the, the question is, so what what yeah. do you do here, right? If you're Brad, like what what do you do? You got the, the, the answer the entire league. Your roster's changing constantly. This team has a fourth quarter problem that they can't seem to shake. They have zero consistency, uh, and everybody's angry. So what? Ah! I mean, you're the guy supposed to like you know figure everything out. You know, part of being the you know, either a head coach or, a, you know, the, the, the GM and the, the Pobo, so to speak, like your mm. job is to figure this out. No, if I mean, I, I think if that you don't start playing better team basketball. We're sending you to the G league with Glass Sheen. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> You're playing it. for the main Celtics. <laughs> Kel Evans, Boston. We said, hello. That's right. Another Syracuse guy. The, Great guy. Uh, look, the, I mean, I think there are a couple of, of obvious moves that yep. I'm not saying that they will be made or, or even, uh, I, I just mean in terms of like smaller, I, like let's put that out there, smaller, more obvious moves that you could make. Like you trade Dennis Schroeder. This team is not, even if it goes to the playoffs, it's not winning a championship and Schroeder's not coming back next year. And oh, by the way, which is more important, make it just like, did it need, did we need a COVID outbreak to see that Peyton Pritchard could still play? You know, yeah. he, he got time under Brad Stevens. All of a sudden, he may buried him. Another Portland guy, no less, buried him. And now we see, obviously, that, hey, turns out this guy can actually be an asset to you off the bench. Even if you want to say, and I agree with this, Peyton Pritchard, you know, probably going to be a career role player. You know, he's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to be probably a starter anywhere in his career, but he could hang around for a decade and, and and you know, give you buckets off the bench. Like, that's, you know, be a spot starter. Fine. But at least, like, let's let the guy develop a little bit. And same with Neesmith, obviously, and who has obviously a higher ceiling than than Pritchard. Langford, if he were able to ever sure get right, uh, another guy. High, like, let's let's play the guys. I'm not saying you're tanking for, for lottery picks or anything like that, but you need to massage the situation now where you're obviously trying to keep your stars happy, provided they're both still on the roster because they are under contract for a while. And you don't, you know, if you're not dealing them, you want to keep them happy because they're, they're just entering their primes. And, you know, so in the compete for now territory, but also keep in mind the long-term vision, Schroeder, see ya. You serve no use to this team in, in an overly important sense. And you have an attractive deal get something for him. It doesn't mean get an important, valuable piece, even if it's maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say like second round picks have have enormous value, but there is something to be said for just clearing way to allow the younger guys to play and continue to develop. So you move him. If you can actually get something for Josh Richardson, who's got another deal on his contract after signing that extension in the offseason, you absolutely 
entertain that. Even make it a goal. Make it a priority, Brad Stevens. Again, we we and this is where I'm being a hypocrite, guys. We spent so much time in the offseason talking about the need for for veteran help and 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 depth off the bench. And and those two guys that I just mentioned are exactly that. I couldn't have been more excited when the Celtics brought them on. But I also expected this team to be a much different looking team than what it has been this year. And yes, injuries and COVID have played a role and this team should be a, a 45 or so 50 win team under like in, in, in some alternate Marvel like universe where, where everything happened the way it was supposed to happen, but that's not the reality that apparently we are living in. So you got to move off of these guys. You got to consider, you know, as much as I love Al, you got to consider moving Al Horford. I, I do just, Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe this, maybe I'm just trying to put lipstick on a pig. Maybe I'm trying to bandaid the situation. I am not ready to go to the, you have to trade one of the Jays place that some people, you know, like to live. And I'm also not in a hurry to deal Marcus smart. I know I'm biased. I know I like smart more than other people do, but I'm not in a hurry to move him either. You know, I, I think there are other smaller moves that, that can help to get this thing right. But I don't know, like Glash, maybe you disagree with all of that. No, I th- I think moving off of those those first few pieces you mentioned are are important because and you know what too what it would do it would actually not necessarily force but we'd find out what kind of actual relationships Tatum and Brown have with Langford Pritchard and Neesmith. Like I see a lot of these really good teams around the league, and that guys that came into the league around the same time, Phoenix, Golden State. Mm-hmm. I, I see it a bunch. And look, those are two really good teams. So maybe that's not fair. Maybe I'm overvaluing the Celtics and their young players. But I I think like I think those players you mentioned, Pritchard, Neesmith, and um Langford. Langford, they're all understanding that they're not the same talents as those two, but they can be brought along if Tatum and Brown maybe put their arms around them and look at them as equals as far as people and on the floor and you get those opportunities to do that and experiment with that. If you move off of Schroeder Richardson, I don't know if you're going to be able to get rid of Horford with the contract that, that seems like it could be difficult to do. Um, well, smart. Though. Next year becomes like half guaranteed. So that's why it's, that's why Horford's contract super valuable because next year the guaranteed money takes a huge drop off. So you can actually get, you know, you can move Horford and the next team can get off and pretty easy. That's the only reason why that's, that's even a concern. Okay. Al's playing out of his mind. Al's been freaking fantastic. It's been great. It's been awesome. Yeah. A revelation. Yeah. And I, I look at, I think there's a difference between a, a true pro and a leader. And I think Horford's just a really good pro. I don't know if he, time and time again, he's been asked questions after games and he doesn't seem to have an answer either. He just keeps going out there and plays hard. And we can appreciate that, but yeah. not the answer from a leadership galvanized the group. And maybe that's not even fair to him, but, um, I don't know what it is with Adam Kaufman and Marcus Smart. Just like what, why? Maybe I don't, I don't get, I don't really get it. You know, I, I just I look like the Westerholm thing. Like Westerholm had a tweet this week. Like a lot of people want the Celtics to shake it up in a major way. What does that look like? And that's probably again outside of trading Jalen, which I don't think anybody wants to do, and I, that's including me. People think that I want to trade Jalen Brown. I don't. I just think if you were to like. SGA is just kind of like my favorite guy that I like, and that would be really great. However, Marcus, it's either Marcus or Rob. And, you know, well, and and I just, I just want to mention this, like sort of in response to what you're talking about, Ev, but more so in what Glass just said. Part of Forsberg's article, and this was true at least pre-Minnesota game, it probably hasn't changed much. The four-man lineup, well, it definitely hasn't changed because Tatum wasn't available. The four-man lineup of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart has a plus- 12 net rating in 534 non-trash time possessions ranks in the 96th percentile among high usage lineups, according to clearing the glass data. Okay. What that tells you just in, in layman's terms is Celtics are really good when those four guys are on the floor together. Like, it's not like this is a Marcus smart problem. He just, I don't know. I think because he doesn't fill out the box score in a lot of the ways that, that people would like him to, or, you know, he's gotten shot happy. He doesn't always have the best shot selection. You know, the shooting percentages are down and he's got a, you know, a little bit of, I don't know, entitlement in his attitude at times, or at least that comes off during some of his, you know, media availability. People are just ready to ship the guy out of town. And I, I just, I don't, I don't think he is the issue. Well, the thing I don't look at too is like, okay, so that's a great staff. No question. 
But what happens when you remove one of those guys? How bad is a crater? Because it looks like on the court, a crater is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So if those core four guys are great together and they don't spend a lot of time on the floor together, right? Because they're all in and out of certain protocols or, That's yeah, the league, or whatever. So that's the league yeah. now. Right. Guys are in and out all the time. It's just mm-hmm. the way, but like, so when, why is there a, such a dramatic drop off when you remove one of those guys? Why, why, why can't it be like, you know, and that's been an, an indictment basically on everybody in that lineup. Like once you take one guy out of there, the numbers skew. And I, I don't have him in front of me, so I can't like, obviously. Well, or does it, or does it start? We've had, we've danced around this discussion plenty of times on, on past shows. Ev. Does, does it go back to the, to the first time, first year head coach. And right, right. as That's Flash fair. brought up earlier, uh, a lack of scheme and system on plug a quite piece frankly, in, both sides of the ball. The same, right. Yeah. Right. It, 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 it should that's still look somewhat the same when you plug in a Pritchard, a Neesmith, or a Langford, and it, it doesn't, or it does, but then they go away from it in the fourth quarter of a game. Um, yeah. And I have no problem. Like, I get why Smart might feel some entitlement. He's the longest tenured. Um, he's, he's a been top on six pick. He's the yeah, only guy that likes to talk. Whatever to me, but I think he he's been. But I, I miss the I miss the Bridgey version of Marcus Smart, where every possession meant something. And I don't think I think sometimes he cares a lot on possessions, but there are other possessions where he just kind of throws it away. And I'm like, wait a minute, like that's not the guy you were you were four or five years ago. Um, it just it feels it feels broken. He's never really struck me as a mail it in kind of guy. Not mail it in, but chucking up a three, then when maybe you shouldn't have. I just feel like that kind of that balances out a hustle play. It can. It yeah. can. I it's just, good. yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is, and 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 I don't think anyone out there is listening who's but like don't but like, need we, to know what the answer you, is, or you, you had or to Evan, do. or you know the the listeners themselves. But you can you admit know. the least the least risky move if they were to shake it up. If you had to pick one of the three, you're picking smart. No yeah, country. I mean, obviously, if if you're talking about just NBA futures, right? Never mind where we are right now, but NBA futures. Tatum and Brown are all stars. They have all NBA ceilings. They have, you know, I, I I think most people would would look at Tatum more so than Brown as as having a you know a, a Hall of Fame trajectory. Nobody's looking at Marcus Smart as anything more than you know at at his highest all defensive first team and a guy who can be a, a contributor on offense, you know, and a, a starter, but not, you know, an all-star, not all of these other things that, that maybe there was the potential for earlier in his career when the, when the shooting percentages were, were ticking up as opposed to obviously sort of peaking and going back down. So yes, uh, I, moving a Marcus smart is the least uh, detrimental to your roster in terms of, feeling like you know you could you could exhibit a whole lot of regret down the road but I think the question is which again is unanswerable until he's no longer a Celtic is what impact does it actually have meaning is it also the least impactful move you can make on the floor in the sense that yeah you can move Marcus Smart but nothing's really going to change all that much you have a few less quote-unquote winning plays hustle plays and you know, a, a, a you know maybe a little bit better overall shot selection, then uh, ultimately you're still a middling team. So right. good, good on you. You traded a a favorable contract, or at the very least, not a bad contract, and didn't get anything that that swayed you the other way in return. I'm concerned that the play of Tatum, Brown, and/or Smart, it does not feel like it's spreading to the rest of the locker room. They don't play together, and maybe if you move a Smart, I'm not, again, you might be right, but if they move Smart, maybe that opens the door for an Aaron Neesmith to have more of a, not necessarily a vocal say, but more of a say on the floor to be a little more aggressive. Someone maybe sure. takes that ownership of being the hustle guy, the, you know, Romeo Langford, it feels like, even though he hasn't been knocking him down, he feels like he's kind of embraced a, a shoot off the catch guy and, and play good defense. Maybe they feel mm-hmm. more confident in those roles that that t- type of opening occurs if they move out a Marcus Smart. But it's not their play is not contagious, the rest of the team. Yeah. And that Minnesota game to me reeks of that. And and like you've been talking about, coaching might be a problem because in theory you have a system in place. Next next man up, you know, a guy slides in and they should be playing in the same 
same intensity shouldn't be too much of a miscommunication and man it looked like that the other night but i mean that's one of many examples and you you both have mentioned it's an outlier as far as just how bad it was but it's kind of still the same thing where we're trying to figure out like we're trying to figure out like okay if you move off richardson you move schroeder maybe you move smart like can this next wave of these first round picks is there anything there is there any value to these players and we're still wondering that no, I want guys. This will we can end with this, and by all means, if if each of you has your own, then then you know sprinkle them in. But it call it a Christmas wish, or a, it's not a New Year's resolution. Maybe it's a a, a hope for the new year. Uh, however, you want to label this stupid thing. Here's all I want. Here's all I want from the Boston Celtics to then sort of gauge where we're at. And I bet this would be number one on Brad Stevens' list as well. Because we haven't had it in literally years, plural years. One word. Health. Continuity. Just give me some continuity. Give me, give me like, give me a month where, and I know that's probably not realistic here in, in, you know, health and safety protocol times, but outside of that, like, you know, let's find a way to, as Adam Silver wants to play through it, get beyond it, you know, shorten the, the the isolation time as the NBA and the PA are talking about whatever you just give me a month of seeing what this team looks like healthy and together and and like we can it's so it's so lame it feels like an excuse to sit here and say we don't feel like we know what they have but it's true it it, you know I I think that's true and for a lot of different teams that's not a Celtics specific problem as you guys have both talked about but but that it we're not going to know. We're not going to have a clue what this team's potential is based on the guys that are on this roster, it, like the important guys. You know, no disrespect to like the Shrewders. Yeah, but, but how and, can and you Richardson's say that when world, they? But, but how can you say that though when they went on a run without Kyrie and Hayward? How long ago was that? I know, but it's the same players. Minus Rozier. That's what's frustrating. Right, but but we basically but we basically haven't had a healthy team since then. That's, they haven't had a healthy team since Hayward went down. Five minutes. That's my. That's my point. We haven't seen a healthy Celtics product since then. You know. Ridiculous. So, so if 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 we could just, I mean, get a month, month and a half of seeing what this team looks like healthy, maybe we'd all be in a much better place. Or conversely, we'd sit here and say, okay, turns out it is broken. Like it's definitively broken. It's not. COVID broken or injury broken or attitude, bro- it's broken. It needs to be fixed. I We just don't know. And and I'm not sure we're ever going to know. I think Brad's probably going to have to make a move before we know, because, you know, like, you know, wish all you want. This team is just not all of a sudden going to be together for a month, month and a half. It's again, my hope for the new year, my Christmas okay. wish, my whatever. That's I just fair. don't think it's going to happen. My, so my last thought would be, and I hate the, I hate saying this because I hope it's not true, but we might have to start worrying about the the health of like is Jalen Brown can he can can he be healthy sustainably like yeah, that's is he made, legit. Is he made a glass? Yeah, like we have to start actually thinking about that because what if what if he isn't right? You're never going to get your wish a and b. You might miss out an opportunity to move him because what if mm-hmm. the Celtics spot that problem ahead of time and go. We got to move him before he loses more value. And maybe they go get Beal and maybe, or maybe they go get Lillard. I'm just throwing mm-hmm. out two names. Sure, and maybe, yeah. maybe you prove to be Fox. right. Maybe you prove to be right by getting out ahead of it and look at it and go, we had to move Jalen, not because he's not talented and him and Tatum get along off the floor. Definitely. And they're coming along maybe on the floor. We'd like to think so. Um, that's something, that's something you have to look at big picture too, I think is like, cause Tatum, for the most part has been pretty good about staying healthy, not out long periods of time. No, he plays, I mean, Iron Man really think about it. He's been, he's an Iron Man Tatum. Yeah. Outside yeah. Of so I don't know. I mean, maybe that, I mean, that, and maybe that, that look, he Croft, missed the game point, all year before entering protocols. Yes. Maybe that's what leads to the frustration on the court and the, why they can't figure it out. It's like, he's, they're, they're still really young kids and he looks at it and goes, Tatum, more specifically, I can't get into a rhythm with anybody. Like they tell me to pass more, and then it's a new dude in and out of the lineup every night. Like maybe that's, and he looks at it and goes, Bradley Beal's not missing games in Washington, and and I think he did miss a few games this year. Lillard, of course, gets hurt for the first time in his career this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. So that's something they have to think about. Take the talent, take talent out of it. Health is a big part of it too. Never mind the COVID, but injuries, actual injuries. 
Is this your uh, very first interview as voice of the main Celtics? Yes, it is. Okay, so I good. I'm I'm putting that out there because yeah, exclusive. I don't I don't care about that, but I want I want the people to know if you're if you're listening. I want I want you to know that when Mike Gorman retires and Sean Grandy moves over to TV and Brandon Glasheen becomes the voice of the Boston Celtics on the radio, that that we had him as soon as he entered uh-huh. the Celtics family. We had him first. Yeah, this this was Celtics beat was where he came first. Get excited. That's right. That's right. Just to piggyback off Glash's last point here, two well, two things. One, I think we got to chill on the Eme stuff. Um, I think I think he's a, a, a you know obviously has some a part to do with some of the failures, obviously. But yeah. one of the first year head coaches are doing well right now, so it's not like it's solely his fault. There's just a lot of struggling going around. It's hard. Look, there's only what's the year? What is there like 30, 32 jobs? And the NBA, I was getting mixed up with football and, and, and basketball. It's well, not it's a lot not of jobs. easy to coach through this COVID mess anyway. Yeah, it's not, not a lot of jobs. Real tough right now to get any continuity. Like, I'm again, Eme has his faults, but I'm not throwing it all at Eme's feet for sure. But the other thing is, and this is to Glass's point, and I've had this kind of brewing in the back of my head for a bit, and I'll leave everybody with this. <laughs> at some point, you have to start thinking about, hey, can we not be the Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, of years ago with Russ Harden and Westbrook, you can't figure out how to win games because that's bad. You don't want to be those people. That's a missed opportunity. They had three of three first team all NBA guys. Uh, is Durant the only guy that hasn't won a regular season MVP? No, Durant's won a regular season MVP. So they've all won MVPs. He's also uh-huh. the only one that's won championships. They right. did go to the that team did go to the finals too. Right, they but did. they did lose to LeBron. They, and, they lost. They yep. lost. Yep. So like that's mm-hmm. don't you do not want to be the Oklahoma City Thunder of a team that had three MVP winners on the same team and couldn't find a way to win a title. So just start thinking about that in the back of your head. How can they avoid doing that? Next step to that point, win a title, but then maybe even keep – they kept Westbrook kind of by default. But they kept Westbrook by default, not because they wanted to. They tried right. to keep Durant, but he left. He's right. Done. So, like, that's that's the other thing. Okay, fine. We didn't win with all three of them, but make sure you make the right call to move one or keep the right one, and then maybe keep keep the train moving. I guess is right. what you're exactly. saying. Yep. Let's just avoid doing that. It'll be fine. As usual, we uh, you know went longer than than we said we were going to. Nevertheless, it was uh, it was a fun one. We hope you enjoyed it, obviously. And and you know why not uh, pile on some of the frustration for our last show of 2021 anyway? So this show it's powered by BetOnline.ag and Insa. Again, go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. Also, go to Insa.com. That's I-N-S-A.com. Mention we sent you. Get a T-shirt for a penny. Again, like the one I've got here and uh, Evan's sporting over there. So, uh, Evan, of course, thank you for being you and uh, always being part of this thing and all your hard work throughout the year. Not that you're going anywhere. And uh, Brendan Glasheen, voice of the Maine Celtics. I got to tell you, Glash, it's got a nice ring to it, pal. Thank you for joining us. For sure. You you are both welcome at the Expo anytime. We're going to do do Celtics beat from Maine Celtics Day. I love you. Can't can't wait for us to... uh, We'll bring our significant others, and we'll take all four of those tickets from you. It's going to be great. Brendan Glasheen, Evan Valenti, I am Adam Kaufman. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you again soon. Happy New Year. Stay healthy, stay well, and we will talk to you again in 2022.